Welcome to the Millennial Crew. Today is May 29th, 2019. We have Tyler Hawley here, Andy Waters, and special guest Mason Bledsoe. <laughs> big time, big time. We love having special guests. And, uh, well, we're, we're glad that Andy decided to come. There, there was a gap there for a while. So, okay, um, so... This last weekend, I went to my brother's graduation, Mount View Toros, class of 2011. Um, brought back some fond memories, and on top of that, went and saw this new Aladdin movie. Uh, Andy has not seen it. Tyler has not seen it. Mason, you've seen it. You shared a few thoughts about it earlier, but for the record, can you share what you thought? Absolutely. So I have not liked the Disney remakes. I've not enjoyed any of them. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was bad. What's the other one they did? There was another one that was bad. Jungle Book? Jungle Book was bad. I didn't enjoy Jungle Book. I thought it was just... I feel like it's kind of frame for frame of what they did in the cartoon. Aladdin was different. Aladdin was fantastic. The actors were really charismatic. I thought Will Smith was incredible. He was super funny. Um, and the Aladdin guy was like a, he was like, was he Indian? Some Indian uh, Zac Efron type guy. So I really liked it. Um, there were a few twists in there that made it pretty interesting. And the special effects were really cool. Uh, Beauty and the Beast didn't really have that. So 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10. Ooh, big time review. Guys, does this make you want to see the movie now? Definitely. Yes. I'm dying to see the movie. I don't like Have, have you seen the other ones? Uh, Tarzan? Like, tar- well, any of the... I mean, Tarzan. So Disney's remaking a ton of their yeah. original classics, right? You got Lion King coming out later this Let's summer. See, I didn't like... Uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Jungle Books. I don't really like any of them, usually. I'm excited for Lion King, and I am kind of excited for Aladdin. But we'll see. Uh, yeah, I am excited. Did you like the other ones? Uh, I never saw the Jungle Book. I actually never saw the original, so that's... It's a wash. That, that movie has <laughs> never been interesting to me for some reason. But. Fair enough, fair enough. So, okay, well, throw my sense in. I did like it. I thought it was... I dig the music a lot. I think it's, it's kind of cool. I like how they keep some of it, but also add some some new, new songs and stuff like that. Um, so, do you guys think that when Disney remakes movies that it's a big selling point do they is it a big money maker to remake these movies or should they just go and make something totally new um i think they probably already have like a fan base for it or there's people who might not even be interested in like the plot but just because it's a remake of their childhood they're gonna go see it like i probably would go see tarzan more so than I would just see some random Disney movie that came out just because it's like, oh, it's Tarzan, I grew up on that, rather than just like, oh, I'm going to go see some kid's movie. All right, Mason, do you think it's by chance a lack of creativity that they're just remaking these movies because they know that they've been successful in the past, they now have technology to do CGI and some cool new things, they have some upcoming art, like there's musicians and uh, singers who can do their own twist of classic songs yeah so 
I don't think they need to be creative when they can make money off of just doing a remake. So Beauty and the Beast did 1.2 billion in the box office. Like you're kidding. It's a, it's a, it's a remake, an exact remake. Um, and so it's like Avengers, Star Wars, Disney, anything they come out with, we're gonna go watch it, whether it's that great or not. Uh, I obviously went to Beauty and the Beast. I'm gonna go to all the future remakes. Um, it's just fun, and it's fun to like relive the movies, um, even if they're not that great uh, or that much different than the original. So, is it the best thing they could be doing? I don't know. Probably not, but people will go just because of the brand. So the investment obviously pays off. They'll, they'll turn a profit on these movies for sure. So, did you announce their like some of their earnings this last month? Turns out that they bring in their highest revenue comes from theme parks are you guys I know Tyler's not a huge fan of Disneyland are you? no I don't like it Andy? I've never been to Disneyland Disney World <clears throat> um, Disney World is okay I, like it's Disney so it's great but I'm not like one of those people that's a huge Disney person okay. Mason? huge fan love it Good. my wife loves it uh, we went there the first year we were married and why do you like it so much? It's just fun. It's fun to just hang out there. Like, it's just a fun place to kind of relive, you know, and dive into some of the nostalgia. We love the parts of the Caribbean ride. It's just fun to experience all of it and kind of relive childhood a little bit. I think it's pretty crazy how this company's built such a fan base off of, like, maybe like family classics. And that it brings in so much money just by keep on playing that same, you know, tune by just pulling, milking everything they can out of it. You know what I mean? So I had this when I worked at BYU Math Lab. My boss was like a Disney fanatic. Like her office was decked out, and she had like the Disney clock. She had like Disney screensavers. She had a Disney watch. She had ears, and she had like trophies and stuff that she bought there. And it was nuts. Right, she went at least once a month. She just would take a weekend off, hit up Disneyland with her grandkids. She just goes hard, right? Doesn't mess around. So it's interesting, though. I think I don't know. It's hard for me to say that Disney just opened up their new like Star Wars land. If you know that, is it officially? I don't. This weekend, yeah. I just don't know if they can keep on pulling big time audiences like this. Do you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've been successful in the past. They're coming out with interesting stuff still. Yeah. And if they're redoing old stuff, it's because that's where money is. But it's not like they don't have the ability to do creative new things. Well, here's my thought is, so let's say kids who go and see Aladdin this weekend, you know, age, you know, 10 to 16-ish, right? Do you think when they're in 20 years, they're going to just be, hey, Aladdin was my childhood. That was such a tight movie. I'm going to Disneyland to relive that. Does that sell? Yeah, Long term? I mean, it, they would go back their kids can have similar cool experiences. Probably not for themselves. They're probably not weird like my wife and I. <laughs> they probably would go. I wonder if kids. they'll remake them again. Can you imagine a third remake? Uh, that would be a bad idea. I'm not a fan. No go. What do you think about these Star Wars Unless, movies? Uh, Sequel? Prequel? Prequels to the prequels. <laughs> I was just going to say, a remake doesn't make a lot of sense unless we don't 
we don't know what the future forms of media might look like because I feel like that's one of the reasons why they remake them is because we had cartoons and then now we have such an ability to create more real action looking things with CGI and all the technology and movies now so it creates a new experience so I think who knows what that might look like maybe virtual reality might play a bigger role or something like that or you know, they, they might have some sort of twist, but I think the reason that you can remake it in a way that's compelling is because it's a different, they're basically communicating the same story in a different way. Yeah, very good point. Very good. I also liked the originals just because they were, I liked cartoons. I liked seeing animals and the colors are very, there's a lot of contrast in them. I thought it was, you know, it's pretty cool. And then it's, it's impossible to make that with a live action film, right? I mean, you obviously have actors and, um, you know, you, you make animals look as real as you can make them, but I don't know, that's just, that was me, but overall, good thoughts about the movie, and uh, you stoked for Lion King? Yes. Uh, but again, I don't think Lion King has some of the cool special effects that Aladdin had. I think it'll end up being more like a Beauty and the Beast. It'll probably be their biggest grossing film yet as far as remakes go. But I wouldn't. I'm not excited. Yeah. Lion King was the most successful um, animation film they made up to that point. So interesting to see what they do next. Also, the word is they also are doing a Mulan remake. But without, without the music, though. I want to see that. I think it's really cool. I think they could throw in some cool twists. It's a really compelling story, and it's got some really cool action that it'll be really cool to see in. Is Mulan a true story? The dragon? There's dragons. No, oh, I'm just mean like the whole. Oh, like the story of it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it is. That'd be pretty cool. All right, well, we're big advocates of what Disney's doing. Uh, stock ticker DIS. would recommend a, maybe a buy, especially in today's times. Andy, any uh, final thoughts as a frequent visitor to Disney World, not just Disneyland, and uh, feelings about some of these remakes? Um, I'm very excited for Lion King. I think the cast is very well cast, and it's going to be good. Thank you. And Tyler, what do you think of the future of Disney after they make all these remakes and after they've milked Star Wars dry? And What, what do you think, though? Do they just keep on remaking things, adding on to Marvel and stuff like that? Or is maybe TV series? What do you think is the future? Uh, a few different things. I think, one, their streaming service will be probably become one of their most valuable uh, part segments of their business. I think they'll compete pretty well with... Uh, Netflix. Um, obviously, their theme parks, as long as they keep making attractions that are enticing to people, will always be, I think, a cash cow. Other than that, I don't know. I mean, that, uh, there's there's no shortage of stories out there to be told, and so I assume they'll probably keep putting millions and billions of dollars into creating films, and so um, that's it. Very nice, thank you. And uh, we'll finish off with our special guest, Mason. Thoughts about the future of Disney? Uh, Disney, Disney's going to continue making really cool acquisitions. Um, 
and that's going to help broaden and increase revenue. Uh, and I think they're going to outdo Netflix. Netflix just has a lot of crap on there now. Um, Amazon's really hit and miss. Amazon Prime Video. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see what they do with their uh, their platform. I'm assuming you'll be a customer. Yes. I mean, I, it, it'd be hard not to be, right? I mean, you have... If Disney were to put out every single thing they own on one platform, and you don't have to worry about, is it available, is it not, are there dates when it's gone and off? Whereas Netflix, it is kind of hit and miss. Netflix, always I do feel like Netflix product is kind of like... Like, I, when I go on Netflix, it takes me a long time. If I'm looking for something new to watch, it takes a long time for me to find something that I think looks compelling. I think a lot of their stuff is just really niche or niche. I don't know how you say that. Niche. Uh, niche or American. Whatever. But it's like really niche and which is fine. Maybe maybe that works really well for them. But you know like this show that they keep advertising me it's like called Bondage. Have you seen that? You've seen the they advertise this show called Bondage. It's like about BDSM shiz and it's like I have no interest in watching that. So they, they throw out a few good movies, but I'm not real. Yeah, the, the, the original content's a little show. extreme for me. Plus, Netflix is raising their prices, and all that Disney stuff's going to get pulled. Disney also owns Hulu, if you guys knew that, part of the wow. Fox 21st Century acquisition. So here's my take on streaming there's so many different platforms whatever the, the newest most interesting show is when Stranger Things comes out with the season I'm going to have a Netflix subscription if Disney has something compelling I'm going to have a subscription but I'm going to quit my subscription when it's over just like everyone did with Game of Thrones I, That's I heard a ton of people be like oh everyone can quit their HBO subscriptions now because Game of Thrones is over do that? probably I think I a lot of people right now Honestly, probably don't pay for their account. It's either their parents or well, their HBO roommate, and they share. Well, I got show, and then when the show was over, I canceled it. And I'm sure they make money on the people who forget to cancel it. Same as, like, they have a free trial. People forget to cancel yeah, it. Yeah, content is what drives. Because, honestly, and we have, like, a family account for Netflix, but there's only, like, a handful of shows that we keep Netflix for, I feel like. The Office, I feel... I think The Office keeps people paying for Netflix, basically by itself. If you took The Office off Netflix for me, I'd feel like, okay, there's not very good content. But The Office kind of gives... It's the number one stream show, isn't it? On I'm Netflix? not sure. I assume. I think I, you told me that. The, told off, me. the Office, oh, I think... Like the Office really gives... It's a good foundation. It provides credibility, I think, to the service as a whole. Yeah, you have friends, which I don't think is funny, but people like it. There's not a funny person. There's not a funny person on Friends. When you think about The Office or Parks and Rec, they're very funny people. Yes. Joey's kind of funny, but not, and not all. It's kind of silly, Joey. It's and it's, it's a little really, silly. It's it's really low intelligence humor. Really predictable. Really obvious. Yeah. It's somebody's gonna like make somebody's gonna make some obvious sexual joke or somebody's gonna make some some loud scream that people are going to laugh at. It's it's one of those shows that without a laugh track, nobody's laughing ever. <laughs> Whereas Seinfeld, I actually have a Hulu account basically for two shows, which is Seinfeld, which I think is, if not the greatest show of all time, <laughs> it's certainly close. 
and it's the opposite of Friends. Incredibly well written, very funny characters. Seinfeld's a great show, and I think kind of the father or grandfather of all modern sitcoms that are funny. Uh, I think Seinfeld kind of opened that door for them. But um, anyway, I have we have a Hulu What's subscription basically for Seinfeld and Brooklyn Nine Nine, which so honestly, <laughs> no, no, because I can That's record what you that, have for right. I can record that yeah. on YouTube TV. Um, oh, that's that another one you pay for, huh? <laughs> that's one that I legitimately pay wow. for. So the question is, where do you get sports? YouTube. Is it YouTube? You don't, you don't go off your parents' account? or? I pay, um, I pay for ESPN, whatever, plus. Plus, you do? Yeah. <laughs> it's like five bucks a month. Well, that's I, what they all say. I and then you, you look at how many streaming you, things you're paying for, you're you get, paying over a hundred bucks a month. And do you get live games from that? Yeah, so why well, I mostly got it because UVU is never on like ESPN. Also owned by Disney. So I. Are you, are you trying to you trying yeah. to catch all the UVU games? I watched them. All. I went to every single UVU basketball game. All right, this is why I don't like the others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would make fun of me. Well, I, I I honestly would put a I would honestly would put a plug in for YouTube TV. I think they just raised their prices like five dollars, but added some really good shows. Actually, so first off, I think it's forty dollars a month. It might be forty-five. I can't remember, um, but it's basically every major channel that you'd want to see or watch is on YouTube TV. They just added Discovery and a handful of other shows, uh, and unlimited DVR. You get six accounts within your family, um, and it's just—it's better. It's my are still doing the old model where they're like bundling stuff, right? It's like we have a home phone that they're bundling with our cable that they're bundling with our internet. And they pay Cox. like a hundred and whatever a month. And so I basically told them, and my dad is a Discovery Channel guy, and so now that they have it, they might switch. But I'm like, just get your, just have your cell phone and your YouTube TV and your... Yeah, get rid of the home phone. You don't need the home None phone. None of us will have a home phone. All that, all that bundling almost becomes a car payment because you're paying... But then your stupid subscription, which is over 100 and then you're paying for a home phone. It's expensive. Which is never used. Which is never, ever used. Not necessary. So, but it's just, it's good that better products are coming out. That Like, you, YouTube TV is the first time where it's like, okay, now we have live sports. And now Hulu has live sports. <laughs> That's some great advertising. That's, like, really good. Uh, Sling TV I Sling. Think is one that, yeah, I think they're, uh, I think they're, selections are a little bit more limited and what you well there's two things first you need to be in like a relatively large metropolitan area or you can't get a lot of the channels because it is broken up by market because you know how certain certain channels or whatever have rights to different markets um but uh so and and youtube gets all the major channels which are i think fox uh, ABC, NBC, and CBS, wow. which I believe YouTube TV gets all of those, which is important because generally the Super Bowl, like major sporting events are playing on those four channels, right? So you get the Masters, you get, you get, you get TNT, got to get those NBA playoffs. Got to get those NBA and playoffs. And you can watch it on your phone. I have an app that if I'm wherever, because it's just streaming, right? right? It is a little bit delayed. It's probably, How much is it? Huh? How much is it? I think it's forty, or it might be forty-five dollars a month. But so don't check Twitter during the game. 
don't well yeah I mean it's it's not enough of a delay where it's enough of a delay that if I'm FaceTiming somebody who's watching it on cable they'll like go whoa and then 25 seconds later I'm like oh okay nice well very interesting things coming about huh streaming is it even worth to own these any movies or buy a TV series anymore in your opinion Buy it. What do you mean by a TV like, series? Like, you know, you can like buy a digital movie, like on uh, iTunes or something. If it's a classic, like, to me, like, Fiddler on the Roof, Pride and Prejudice, Sound of Music, La La Land, The Notebook, there are a few, maybe some Disney movies, there are a few that are just classics that it's just, you need to have in your home. You mean like physically, or you have them digital? Did you buy them digitally? Hmm. You own them. You always will. Yeah, have I have. It. The only thing is, like, if Disney has this streaming thing, you can rely they'll always, always be on there. Yeah. Yeah, I have like probably ten movies I've purchased on iTunes, and they're all of, like my favorite movies that I always want to be able to watch. I don't want to have to worry about renting them. Download them on your phone for the plane. Yeah, Dark Knight. I mean, come on. <laughs> Alright, final question. If you had to pick one movie to download, what would it be on your plane ride home? It doesn't have to be your favorite movie, but just like one that you can like rely on. I like that's the same question. Well, Andy's was Dark Knight. Okay, <laughs> well then we'll Mason. Mason, you choose one of the ones you rattled off and then yeah, Tyler, you pick one. Oh, good. Um, mine is a tie between Fiddler on the Roof and The Sound of Music. For a, really? for a human to grow up the way they should, they need to watch those movies once a year. <laughs> I didn't watch either of those movies ever. And it proves my point. Tyler hasn't seen them, which says a lot. We had to watch them on our trips. That and My Fair Lady. Tradition. And um, West Side Story. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sound of Music is just... Every home needs some music, which is... Like, what's what's the good they're good. Well, I love Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans is great. Inspirational. Yeah, it seems like all these are like teaching youth how to live. <laughs> Dark Knight. It's just good. It's the perfect blend of funny, drama, romance, intensity. I'll throw another one at you, actually. Mission Impossible. Any yes. which one? The, the last six ones. Is six is six last one? No, there's seven. The one. Oh, there's seven. Yeah. So, no, no, you're four, five, and six yeah. are the three newer ones. Yeah, you're right. Four, five, and six. There's three there's, new ones. I can't remember which ones are which, but there's Rogue Nation, Ghost yeah. Protocol, and then what's the new one? The new one was the best. It was incredible. Dope. It was so good. That was. Is that the one where you like broke his wrist in real life or something? Is ankle? Like, oh. I actually yeah. need to watch that again. <laughs> Never saw. Can we just give a shout out to Andy for saying? She watches every UBU game. Like that's me. That's like Huge. watching every Weaver Huge State fan game. here. But that's uh, season tickets, possibly. I, I did have BYU season BYU. tickets. I watched a lot of BYU games, and they're bad. Not all of them. I didn't watch. I watched one basketball game because they were so bad. But props. Like You're a true fan. Uh, a few good men. It's a great movie. I've heard never seen awesome. it. I haven't seen it. Anyways, Christopher Nolan's next movie coming out next July 2020. It's about spies. So he has international espionage. He hasn't said much about it, but it's about spies. And almost all of his movies, especially the more recent ones, have something to do with time. 
So there could be some kind of cool sci-fi loophole. I, I will Michael Caine, Leo DiCaprio, no, who else? It's the, uh, it's the Twilight guy, Edward from Twilight. He's the main character. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. He's also Batman. He's also going to be the next Batman. Yeah. So Robert Robert Pattinson. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> what's the other movie that has time travel other than Inception, Interstellar? Inception has some kind of thing with time. Dunkirk has a lot of time themes. You got the clicking, like the clicking great, watch great throughout movie. the music. Um, the thing with That's Chris Interstellar. Sure. Interstellar has time travel. The, no, okay. the thing with Christopher Nolan movies, there's no other director that has no loopholes stories. There's no loopholes. They're like. Like all the Batman movies, he spent three years each making them. One of the problems that we're seeing with Star Wars is You're there are no plot holes. There's no plot holes. Basically, no pro- plot holes. So, Star Wars, for example, they're pumping them out a little too fast, and that's why the Last Jedi was so bad. There's so many plot holes. So you need time. You need time. Totally missed opportunities the there too. Yeah. Christopher oh. Nolan needs to be doing some Star Wars stuff. Or oh, could you imagine Avengers Christopher Nolan? Avengers has crazy plot holes. It's crazy. Yeah, it's great. Great storytelling. I love it. Yeah. Like, that last movie was amazing. I shed many tears. Uh, But when you start start to think about it, it's like, wait a second. But you're right. Star Wars, The Last Jedi, so many plot. There's just so many issues with it. And there's so many unanswered questions that if the whole next movie is answering those questions, that movie's going to suck. So it's like, I don't know. Did you see those? We'll see what happens. J.J. Abrams, he's going to bring it. He's good. It's almost like they felt bad that the last movie was so bad, so they're bringing back a bunch of old characters. In fact, all the old characters. Luke, uh, the Emperor, what's his name? Palpatine. Uh, Darth Vader will probably make an appearance. I mean... Harrison Ford. They, like, felt bad, so... There's, like, this nobody's dead, so we can incorporate everyone type of thing. Harrison, Harrison Ford will not be back, because he was the furthest from the Force, and you need the Force to come back from the I dead. I think he also just wants to be done with the whole franchise by now. Broke his leg... <laughs> filming he's done that's why he want he like requested that they kill him in that first one he's like i'll be in it but i'm done after this so okay well we uh, had some great great conversations we appreciate everybody for being here uh we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor amber candles uh make sure to check out their line they got some great new scents coming out for the summer um, Don't cut your hand on the glass. So we are the Millennial Crew. Check us out. We're here every Wednesday. 